It's Sunday morning. Time for some jazz. The ongoing series, Songs and Stories. This is Supplemental Jazz Edition, Part 52. Put them in, Dan. That's a full year's worth of shows. 52 plus hours. And of course, five artists, five compositions. And I'm going to give you a little bit of stories about each one of them at the individuals that we will profile today. We, of course, being the royal we, me, myself, and I, because I am the only one here. I've got a hot cup of coffee. i got the Twitch stream going, for those of you who are interested. And I'm going to uh, start off this morning with um, composition from the late, great Harold Mayburn. This is Dahomey Dance. I hope you enjoy this. I know I do.
great Harold Mayburn passed away September 2019. That was originally recorded back in 2017, and uh, it was scheduled to be released a long prior to his passing, but unfortunately things don't always work out that way. Now the uh, the record, of course, is uh, what you just heard, that composition was originally written and recorded by John Coltrane on his 1961 album, Olé. And that is a uh, truncated version, because the uh, original version by John Coltrane is almost 11 minutes in total length, when you just heard the live version recorded for Smoke Session Records, as I said, in 2017. And it will be released, the entire album, uh, Mayburn Plays Coltrane, on December 2nd, 2021. So, if you're shopping for Christmas presents for the jazz lover that you may or may not know... (laughs) (laughs) There might be a good opportunity for you. Harold Mayburn, of course, who had been on the scene for, oh my goodness, let's see, he started, I guess, it was in the uh, late 50s, around 1959, when he rose to prominence. He had toured throughout the world, and, well, he lived in New York City for a number of years, and, and he had toured with Cannonball Adderley, Tommy Flanagan, Jimmy Forrest, and Grant Green, and they recorded together a number of times. He was also a member of Lionel Hampton's big band in 1960 and toured Europe with them. Uh, the Jazz Tat, uh, the Lionel Hampton big band, uh, Jazz Tat, so eight members. Uh, he toured with them for 18 months from 61 to 62. That's a long, long time on the road. And he worked very closely with uh, Donald Byrd and Wes Montgomery. He also worked a lot with Freddie Hubbard, Jackie McLean, Sarah Vaughan, and Joe Williams. The late, great Harold Mayburn. May he rest in peace. He certainly brought me a lot of peace through his music. A magnificent pianist. Okay, so as I change things up ever so slightly, um, this is a, uh, a new composition from an artist, to be quite honest with you, I'm not entirely familiar with uh, this artist's work. They're quite new to me. So I heard the track, I liked it very much, and I thought, let's play this. Have a listen, make our own judgments on the composition, and I'll come back and tell you all about Nubia Garcia.
apologies for any background noise you may have heard on that. I hit the monitor button, not the mute button on my microphone, so I apologize if I created some background noise in there. I do sometimes make mistakes, and that happens to be one of them. But I do like to leave my mistakes in because, well, this is a living, breathing show, and I'm a living, breathing, fallible human being. And mistakes I do often make. Of course, that was Nubia Garcia, her single Pace, released in uh, 2019, or was it 2018? My apologies, 2018. She has been touted as the face of the new UK jazz movement. Spectacular tenor saxophonist, originally from uh, Camden Town, London, England. She's uh, signed to the Domino and uh, Concord jazz labels. And uh, hails from, like I said, Camden Town in London. She has uh, three other uh, siblings. She is the youngest at the the very tender age of um, 30. Uh, quite the quite the player though. She's been playing jazz sax, jazz sax for twenty years. She originally started as uh, a violinist, moved on to the viola in the London School Symphony Orchestra, and then uh, became a brass uh, musician. As she um, she just loved the sound. She studies uh, reggae, Latin, jazz, classical, and soul. So yeah, she's been playing sax since the tender age of 10. So 20 years under her uh, young belt as a spectacular player. She has won a number of awards um, as a young player. Uh, the Parliamentary Jazz Awards, Jazz Instrumentalist of the Year, this year, 2021. She was nominated in 2020 for the same award. Uh, did not win it that year. And uh, the Jazz FM Awards, she won the UK Jazz Act of the Year, 2019. UK Breakthrough Act in uh, 2018 and Times Breakthrough Act also in 2018. So there's lots to come from this young woman. She has two EPs, um, one full album titled Source, released in 2020, and that single Pace, recorded in 2019, released in 2020. She also has a single titled Source, of course, from the album Source. And uh, technically, it's her first full-length studio album, uh, but you can couple the two EPs she has recorded prior to that together for a collection of what one could best describe as a full-length album. Nubia Garcia. I think we're going to be hearing a lot from this young lady for a very long time to come. I think I'm going to feature Source in a few weeks because, well, it's, it's a great composition. I have heard it. I did hear it. This is only the second piece I've heard from her. Pace. Uh, I have heard uh, Source, and, uh, well, it's got its own style, that's for sure. And at 12 minutes and 8 seconds, it definitely fits in the, uh, the categories I've designed for this show. As if you've been listening, you'll come to learn, and I'm sure understand, that I don't play anything less than 6 minutes long. I think I've only ever done that twice. That's the, that's the requirement. The composition needs to be at least six minutes. And the longer the better. Because after all, we just want to disappear into the music, don't we? Okay. Now, this next individual I'm going to feature, uh, I have played some uh, compositions from him in the past, but I've not featured this one. I've featured a few tracks off this recording. 
but this particular song I've not featured before. This is Mr. Phil Rainland with his track, In Search of the One. Thank you. 
from the album Perseverance, Phil Rainland with Henry Garcia, or Henry Frank, pardon me, Henry Franklin and Big Black. Mixing up names in my head, that happens sometimes. About that album, so that was recorded um, in uh, March of 2011 and released on the uh, 29th of March 2011. That particular composition, In Search of the One, it's the first song um, from the album, Perseverance, uh, and it was released as a single. And uh, the trombonist uh, really stretched out on that one. About the album, Tom Jurek from uh, All Music Guide had this to say about the album and the ensemble. Rainland and his ensemble are completely committed on Perseverance where disciplined technical craft and expansive melodic, rhythmic, and harmonic, pos- harmonic possibilities are presented as a musical language. Combined together with this requisite empathy and subtlety, this album defines Rainland as a true jazz master. Well, I cannot argue with that. Originally hails from uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, but he's lived in uh, New York City for a number of years before he moved to Detroit in the 1960s. He uh, worked as a session musician on a, a great number of Motown recordings, and he did record with Stevie Wonder. Now, you might be surprised to know that he was also featured on uh, a recording by the Red Hot Chili Peppers back in 1984. So the man's quite diverse, and he's played with a number of individuals throughout his career. He is uh, 82 years of age this year. Or 83, what am I saying? My goodness gracious, I'm I'm taking a year off his life. I don't think he would like that. 83 years of age, and uh, he hasn't released anything in some time, Perseverance being his last release as a band leader. I don't know if he's done any uh, sideman work lately, but I don't have a a full discography from him. It's kind of mixed and matched because he's recorded with a number of labels throughout his life. But um, he's quite the talented player. Like I said, he's worked with a lot of artists throughout his career, featured on a number of Motown albums, along with uh, Freddie Hubbard, who he worked with extensively throughout the 70s. Okay, so from Phil Raymond and uh, that 2011 recording, we're going to go back a little bit to um, this this composition. Originally, it was featured on an album in um, 1980. And this was a reinterpretation of that composition by the great Pharaoh Sanders. Now, this record, um, well, this is from 1987, as I stated a second ago. And it's a complete reinterpretation of the, of the track, You've Got Freedom. This is from the album Africa. This is the great Pharaoh Sanders.
Pharaoh Sanders from the album Africa, You've Got to Have Freedom. Now that composition, like I said, he originally wrote and recorded that in 1980 on a different album, and that was a reinterpretation of his own composition with different musicians. Pharaoh's, uh, well, I mean, you can't deny his influence on jazz. As a man who played it, uh, with, with the Giants throughout his career, heavily influenced with, uh, by uh, and, and, and was once a member of John Coltrane's uh, groups throughout the mid-60s. You can hear it in his, in his playing. He's known for overblowing uh, harmonic and multiphonic techniques on the sax. And he, uh, he likes to use what he calls sheets of sound. Now, he's released over 30 albums as a band leader and has worked extensively with Leon Thomas and Alice Coltrane. Ornette Coleman once described him as probably the best tenor sax player in the world. His music's often been referred to as spiritual jazz. And, uh, well, I can't really argue with that. Style, what you just heard, I think, could be closely compared to, and of no insult thereof, A Love Supreme by John Coltrane, as they are somewhat similar in their playing styles. Originally from Little Rock, Arkansas, Pharaoh Sanders, I featured a lot of his work on this show because I am a big fan of his playing. Very unique individual. A lot of his music is, well, I mean, certainly it's jazz, but... He goes into fusion and acid jazz. Matter of fact, um, 2020, he collaborated with Floating Points, who is a, an electronic music producer, along with the London Symphony, London Symphony Orchestra, for an album titled Promises, and that was released in March of this year, 2021. It's his first new album in uh, 20 years. And... Uh, yeah, it was recorded between 2019 and 2020 and released in March of 2021. It's, it's some pretty spectacular stuff. There's a lot of ambient dreamlike stuff, a little bit of abstract psychedelia. It's not for everyone, but it, it, has, it has an audience, and, and the critics absolutely loved it. So, you know, it's, it's worth checking out. It's... Um, the vinyl, the vinyl edition has uh, basically um, it's two sides. Side one is promises, movements one through five, and side two is promises, promises, movements six through nine. You can get, of course, the compact disc or digital edition. Uh, total length running time is about forty-seven minutes, roughly thereabouts. Pharaoh Sanders, of course, that uh, like I said, the composition you just heard, you've got to have freedom. And I think his playing really sets the world on fire. There's definitely a, a call to freedom in, in the way he blows on that sax. Okay. So one final composition for you today. And this one uh, was... Uh, okay, so this is... Uh, from the album The Birth of Hard Bop, which is a double album. And um, this composition was written by Ozzy Kadena. Uh, Ozzy Kadena was the man who helped... Uh, bring jazz to the Los Angeles scene, uh, for want of a better term. I mean, he, he was the guy who helped popularize it. Ozzy unfortunately passed away in uh, April of 2008 at the age of 83 from a stroke. Um, he was suffering uh, pneumonia at the time, so uh, he was not doing very well. Nevertheless, 
he did write this composition, and uh, this this particular composition, the Jazz Message, features Donald Byrd and Horace Silver. Have a listen to this. I think you'll enjoy it as much as I do. The Jazz Message. Thank you. 
Silver Silver with the Hank Moberly composition, The Jazz Message, classic in uh, hard bop. Of course, Donald Byrd and, and Horace Silver both passed away within about a year of one another after having collaborated many years throughout their lives, throughout their career. Unfortunately, passed away, um, well, I guess somewhat fittingly, almost a year apart. Now, of course, as a long-time uh, member of the Jazz Messengers, um, Donald Byrd also worked with, um, well, <laughs> Jackie McLean, John Coltrane, Sonny Rollins, Thelonious Monk, and later in his career he worked with Herbie Hancock. Genius player. One of the all-time great um, trump- trump- mm-hmm. trumpet players. <laughs> wow. Really, I'm struggling at the end of this day. I didn't get much sleep last night, so I apologize. Passed away in 2013 at the age of 80. Now, Horace Silver, as I said, uh, he passed away in 2014. Wonderful pianist who um, was uh, four years older than Donald Byrd. Lived a little bit longer as well. Both hard bop, mainstream jazz, soul jazz, and jazz fusion player. Career lasted from 1946 to 2004. He associated himself with um, uh, Art Blakey, Miles Davis, Joe Anderson, Hank Mobley, and of course, Donald Byrd. Two jazz giants who sadly are no longer with us, but decades of music left behind for us to listen to for all eternity. Okay, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I had a lot of fun putting it together. And again, I apologize for my stumbling, bumbling mistakes today. I've had um, very little sleep over the last uh, week or two. Uh, My work schedule changed. I was working overnight, or late night, I should say. Not overnight, but late night. And unable to uh, sleep in the day, and I still wake up at 5 a.m. even though I've gone to bed at 2. I think you can understand how that goes sometimes. So, until we meet again, my friends, I'll try and put together a new show for you again next Sunday. Till then, take care.